Welcome back to another Sunday live show, a very special edition, a little bit later, 30 minutes later than normal. Appreciate everybody's first stopping in. Can I please get a thumbs up in the chat so I know you guys could hear and see me okay. Before we do that, let me make sure we see that. Scooter Butt always coming in through. I feel like Scooter Butt is always the first, not always. He's definitely the first one more than anybody else. Listen. What a football game. I've been saying all week, I thought the Chiefs would win by a last second field goal. And it wasn't last second, but they won by a field goal at the end. I didn't have the score predicted quite right. I thought they'd win by one. I thought they'd be down, but they kicked the field goal at the end and won. Good game. I thought the Chiefs played a great game in the second half. They got out. And the deciding factor for everybody, I'm talking about Super Bowl. I know you guys are all probably watched it. I thought the coaching would be. I thought the quarterback play would be pretty even. I think Jalen Hurts played a phenomenal game. I mean, three rushing touchdowns, over 300 yards throwing, uh, one passing touchdown. Played phenomenal. Played well enough to be the MVP and win. But Coach Andy Reid and the coaching staff made halftime adjustments, and the Eagles did not. And when you have a veteran coach like that, that happens. I thought that would happen. Shout out to the Chiefs, man. I thought they'd win. They won. So, Anybody that was watching that game, we are live tonight, 30 minutes late, because I knew the game would not be over at 9 o'clock. But I still wanted to go live because I have a lot on my mind. I want you guys to be interactive tonight. I'm going to ask certain questions. I want to I want to talk to you guys about things. It's been, a, it's been an odd month. I guess since coming back from the vacation, it's been about I've worked three or four weeks of the gig apps. And I've been changing some things. Um, my attitude has been very positive. My content's been m- more positive and optimistic and hopeful and solution-based and fact-based versus me being super petty and like just complaining and crying and woe is me. And I've done, I made those videos and a lot of other people make those videos, but I've seen a lot. There's a lot happening in this content space. There's a lot happening to you guys, DoorDash drivers out there, Uber drivers, whatever you app you work, Spark. I'm seeing a lot of stuff. I'm seeing good things. I'm seeing bad things. There's a lot, and I want to have a really open and honest dialogue tonight. I'm going to ask questions. I want your guys' input and feedback. I want different opinions to be voiced tonight as well. Those are all welcomed here. I am not going to, you know, be a, a negative person, call people out, drama. Do I, I'm, I'm way past that, right? I don't punch down. I only punch up, right? And in today's live, I want to get into some of that, all right? So, Appreciate everyone for being here. I'm going to give some shout outs first. Now, what up, Lucy? What up, Fox? What up, Gio? What up, Noah? Zach? Taqueen? What up, brother? Kanita? What up, Jennifer? I see uh, Melissa, Carlos, the rational driver. I saw Ellen in here. Dapper Dasher. What up? What up, Michael? I see Juan, Lonzo, Jeff, Random, Daphne, Bud Soda, Michelle, Michael, Kualaha. What up? What up? What up? I see my man Scooter Bud, obviously, in the house. We got uh, Coach Eli. What up, man? Appreciate you coming in. Uh, Matt Dog. What up? What up? What up? Appreciate everybody for stopping in. Shout out to the 124 in the building. Hit the hit the thumbs up. Share this on any social media platform if you can, because I want to have a good conversation tonight. I'm not sure exactly where it's going to go, but it will go where it goes. Now, what is a DoorDash driver? What is a gig economy worker? Let me put this banner up real quick. The StreamYard link will be open at some point tonight. Okay, so I will have that up. I haven't decided when because I want to I want to talk a little bit and I want to be interactive. And I, I plan on looking at the chat and putting some things up. What does being a gig worker mean? 
Now, it's it's I know it's a very simple question. Some of you might think, well, why are you asking this? Like, where is this going? What's the relevancy? Who cares? There's going to be that. And I get it. You're not wrong. But back backward, I got the, I got the hat on backwards today because I want y'all to see my face and hear what I'm trying to say. OK, what does being a gig worker mean? This is why I'm asking that. I see a lot. I, I've noticed my comment section and I see a lot of comments. I don't read and see 100 percent of them because that's really hard. You guys are very generous to me. I have a lot of engagement on my videos, my shorts, um, a lot of live chatter in the comments. I, I, I try to see as much as I can. And I've noticed that when I've shifted to being positive, trying to offer solutions, showing you guys actual numbers and doing more ride-alongs in January, showing you guys exactly what is offering, hitting my screen, most of you guys have been very receptive. And you guys are watching, you're liking the vibes, and I appreciate that. But I've also noticed there's been a, a subsector of people that have been very negative. They don't understand why I'm being positive. Um, they don't, you know, they're, they're very like what I call stuck in their ways, right? They're not willing or wanting to see a different perspective, wanting to adapt, wanting to change. And they're they're just kind of like mad at DoorDash, mad at Uber, mad at Spark. Right. And I, I feel like there's this like it's like bubbling. They're like, what's going on with Pedro? Why is he being positive? Did he sell out? Is he a shill? Like, what's going on? He's being positive. But, you know, he's not being real anymore. Like, what happened? I want the old Pedro back. I see some of that in the comments. And I, it, it's just kind of odd to me that. And you see this in the landscape of other content creators. You see somebody that's having a good time. They're having some level of success, whatever that means, whether through earnings or through YouTube views. And people get mad at that. Right. And I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. I don't think it's a coincidence that I've had a good start to 2023. We're basically, what, six weeks into the year. And I've been good. Like it, I've had some bad days, but it's been mostly positive. But a lot of people don't like that, right? They like the negative and they call it real or they call it being, uh, you know, whatever, you know, and I just don't quite understand it. We have one life here. We are working for an app delivering McDonald's, guys. Think about that for a second. And there's no shame in it. I do it Monday through Friday. I love what I do. I love making content. I love delivering food. It's very easy. I really like it. Right. But like it's a first world problem. What does being a gig worker really mean, right? Do we take ourselves too serious sometimes? Do I take myself too serious sometimes? Should we be talking about even the things that we're talking about? What does being a gig worker mean? And can we work the apps in different ways and still respect one another? As long as the person's having success and they're doing and they're meeting their goals and they're making profits, why is it that so many of us are like, well, that's not right. I wouldn't do this. I offer suggestions. Well, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's a horrible idea. That might be a horrible idea for you, but that's for you. There are millions of people working the app and there are tens of thousands of different markets, right? So I want to have a conversation about perspective, about positivity. And I want, you know, I would really love people to come up that are glass half empty and have a conversation and say, hey, Pedro, I think you're wrong. And this is why. DoorDash is trash. Why are you so positive right now? And I would love for somebody to come up and have that conversation with me tonight. So let me see what you guys are saying. What up, Nomadic? What up, Steve? What up, Jackaloon? Um, I made double with Uber Eats when I did DoorDash, says Sarah. 
I would have to do lunch and dinner to make the same amount. I only do Uber Eats dinner now. Okay. Hello, fellow dashers and friends. What up, Deborah? Man, I just get to the money. That's a simple figure. It out, fam. Information is information. Okay. Okay. Coach Eli, I, I, I feel that. Getting answered to the whys of gig work would be nice, but also ugly. Let me let me read that again. Getting answer to the whys to gig work would be. I don't know. Also, me, I'm a negative Bud Soda. <laughs> listen, Bud Soda. Listen, bro. Everybody loves Bud Soda, right? But my perspective is different in 2023. It is what it is. Like it or like it or love it, or I, I don't know. But I want to see more people actually be a be be just more optimistic about things and grateful and solution-based and not so negative. I see a lot of negativity and I get that that sells on YouTube, but like, man, and I could actually have more views if I made negative videos, if I responded in certain ways, I could, but I don't do it for that. We are doing a, a, a service for our communities that 90% of the time is very easy. And I'm very grateful to have these apps at my disposal. I think we have to just remember what we're actually doing and and how good we have it guys i have to say that i have to see that think about nomadic gig gig mom she made great money this week i saw she was part of the gig wars she's killing it out there had a great week you know what i mean like she's somebody that stays pretty positive she's somebody that keeps a high acceptance rate she's somebody that's hustling in new york right i mean we can learn something from that um, let me see. Hey, Pedro, I figured out how to see the tip information on the earn by time. Okay, interesting. Ooh, email me. I would come up, but usually we agree. So <laughs> I am going to have it open, though, Steve. What up, Dave? What up? Thank you for highlighting my comment on yesterday's video. I appreciate you. Hey, Dave, it's all good. Gig work is not only delivering food, Pedro. Absolutely, you're right. But that's what most of us do. Gig work is actually way bigger than just food delivery and ride share. Um, more people actually do different types of gig economy, whether it's hairstylist, whether it's 1099 in a different way. Steve does light shows. He's a 1099 in that way. You know, you can write things for people. You could be a, uh, like a hairdresser, a makeup artist. You could be a lot of different things. Or it could be a, there's a lot. And it goes beyond the gig economy. And I think it's fascinating that we have this sector of the gig economy. And that's all we really think about. But there, it's way beyond that, right? Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. What up, sir? I can only do dinner shift in my area. Okay, okay. Um, ba -ba. what up red i saw yay hey, you know what i popped in on some of your lives this week y'all was having a good little time it seemed like you guys had a good week you made a lot a lot of you guys made good money over there shout out to rolling with red and that gig wars you guys did i thought it was great a place where gig workers could come hustle together a little competitive making good num posting good numbers a place where things are every time i popped in there y'all was the vibes were good Shout out to you guys. I thought it was really, really good. And I checked in every other day or so just to see what was going on. And shout out to y'all. We need more of that because I got to be honest. Let me be real with y'all for a minute. I'm actually sick and tired of seeing all the trash. And I watch a lot of YouTube, but I've been watching a lot less because there's a lot of just negativity. And it's so ugly, you know. So it was refreshing to see that. Shout out to you. Big ups, big props, much respect. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. So. Um, it's going to be a regular thing you want to play. I would love that. I'll join in at some point. I'll join in at some point. I thought that I thought it was really cool what you guys are doing over there. I like that. We need more of that. OK, we need more like uplifting each other instead of beating each other down. 
helping each other out, offering solutions, relatable things like, you know, without pacifying and oh, oh, yeah, DoorDash does suck. Here's a pacifier. It does suck. It's the worst company ever. They're taking advantage, blah, blah, blah. This company's the worst. I hate this. And then you do it the same day. We need more people just going out there, showing their grind, helping motivate one another, holding each other accountable. Hey, what'd you make today? I got this going on. I'm on this order. That is what a true community does. And I've been super guilty of being negative at times. I hold myself 100% accountable, but not this year. We need more stuff like that, right? Because most of us are in our cars alone. It can be a struggle sometimes. You have great days. The next day is a complete bad day. Good customers, horrible customers, great merchants, slow, crappy merchants. We need more positivity. And I'm going to keep saying it. We can call it toxic positivity. We can call it it's not realistic. It is realistic because I'm living it. <laughs> I think it's pretty damn realistic, right? So what side are you going to be? Are you going to be an old man that is so negative, an old woman that's so negative? Negativity will give you negative results. Negative thoughts will give you negative results. Negative thoughts will give you negative results. And I'm not saying don't call things out, but we got to keep it moving. We got to keep it grinding, man. We, we can do better. Because right now, most of the content that's made that we see, whether it's TikTok, Facebook, Reddit, it's so negative and it paints us into this picture that we're these doofus DoorDash drivers that are stupid, that we can't put food in the right place. We throw food. We eat customers' food. We do this. We do that. Blah, blah, blah. That's what goes viral, right? And these customers are like, oh, these DoorDash drivers are stupid. They can't do this. They can't do that. Is that how we want to be pictured, man? I, that's not how I want to be pictured. I don't move like that. Right. All right. I've rambled enough. Mad Dash, my brother from another mother. What up? What up? What up? I'm King Doofus. What up, Hannibal? I'm awake. The part. What up? Uber Lyft Phoenix. My man, Aaron. What's up, man? I hope you saw the video the other day. Um, I love it. See, and when, when we have content creators like Uber Lyft Phoenix or like my man Hannibal that are making like like good content that can hold like ask questions in a, in a way that is like like a man, like a professional, like we're helping each, you know what I'm saying? And not in a way that's like super negative and targeting and coming at, we need more of that. And we've all been guilty of making videos that can be drama or whatever. I've done it. Right. But when do we come past that? What does being a good worker mean? Are you a hustler? Are you this? Are you that? And like Aaron said, Hey, he's been doing it for eight years, I think full-time six years. And I still believe he is the exception. People like nomadic gig mom, people like Steve, People like Mr. Flex, people like Bud Soda, you guys are the extreme exception. The numbers say that, right? So keep hustling. I have mad respect for y'all, right? But most people do this part time. So when they come to YouTube to get information, we I want my new people to see good, positive things, offering solutions, offering relatable content. We need more of that so that this gig economy in this space can actually continue to further in a positive way versus taking all these steps back. Call me super positive. Call me optimistic. I don't care. It's working for me. I don't. I want some of y'all to just figure out when you're ready to hop on that train. Like the negativity and all that stuff, it doesn't suit anybody any good. Gig Wars is open anyway. Rolling red. Thanks for the five. Um, good to know. I would listen. And she's telling y'all, Gig Wars, man. They keep track. It's every day. I like it. I really, really, really liked what you guys did over there. I thought it was really, really good for drivers. Good for new people to come in. Like, ooh, what if they stumble upon, hey, these guys are, it's competitive, it's cool, it's fun, like you're joking, like it, you got the stats, it's something to work towards. I like it. We need more stuff like that.
we need more stuff like that. Not enough people are actually thinking about helping in a way that can be sustainable long term. Right. So that's on my mind. What does being a gig worker mean? And can't we work the apps in a different way, whether it's part time or full time and still see great results? I think we can. Right. I really, really think that we can. Right? I, I just do. And whatever your acceptance rate is, your rating, your this, your that, who cares? If the person's seeing results, those are results, right? You can't, you can't fake numbers. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I got in my mind. Now, let me, let me read some comments. I, I want to see, and I'm also going to open the lines up here in a minute. Uh, did Ryan leave a comment? What did Ryan say? I'm two weeks in my door. That's from hustling and learning. That's from stories from a lion's mane. I'm exhausted, but I made my goal. Oh, you're going to get tired doing this kind of work. But so you guys made almost nine grand between. I don't know how many people are doing it, but Pedro, can you please do a cherry? Who's cherry? I don't know who that is. <laughs> ah, listen, I'm a funny guy. I believe being positive is thinking or coming up with the best solutions to your problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, love it, love it, love it. Just wanted to swing by and say, hello, what up, Crystal? Appreciate you for stopping in. Appreciate it. LOL, Pedro. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And in 2023, I'm trying to show you, I haven't shown you guys actual numbers versus in 2022, I spewed a lot of my opinions. Some of them might've been right. Some of them were probably wrong, but in 2020, I want to show you actual numbers. I want, I don't want, I, you know, I want to show you like, well, this is what I actually, I did earn by time. So did Nugs. People are giving him shit, right? Like we have to understand these apps are changing. You are going to die. I don't care if you've been doing this 20 years, 10 years, eight years, two years. If you don't see that the app has changed, and, and even if you, you can relate this to a W-2, when you started a W-2, whatever that was, right? W-2s change, policies change, procedures change, management change, rules change, standards change. Cities have different things and inspections things that change. This is in gig, the gig economy is no different. And I'm trying to be in the, the beginning part of what the changes could be coming so that we can just be ready. Because I think a lot of what I'll call, and, you know, I, and I'm not saying this word to offend anybody, but this is reality in any business, not just the gig world. They're called dinosaurs, right? And it's really tough for the dinosaurs to catch up to the new kids, right? Well, listen, just because you're a dinosaur or you're somebody that's been in the gig economy for a long time, doesn't mean you can't change and adapt a little bit, right? And that's what we've got to start thinking about because the gig economy, whether it's through legislation, like Steve talks about, he had Mike Karubi on, I believe, on Friday. I caught some of that. Great interview, great information. Mostly we got positive insight into what they're actually going to be doing versus what they can do. It's still coming, though. These changes, we have to be forward thinking because I want you guys to be ready because these apps are changing, man. They just are. All right. Um, let's see. I'd rather struggle on DoorDash than struggle at a W-2. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I don't know. I think, I think there's value in W-2. Most of us probably, I would, you guys let me know, let me know in the chat, which one you've type in W-2 if you've done more W-2 in your work life or type gig if you've done more gig work. I bet most of us have worked more of a W-2 lifestyle. Now, the economy has shifted, how people make money has shifted, how we look at making money, how we value our time, our work-life balance, however you want to look at it, has definitely changed. The pandemic really, it was coming before the pandemic, but the pandemic just added a steroid shot today. And everyone was like, boom, I'm really doing something. And I'm grateful 
that I was able to kind of take advantage of that. If, you know, the pandemic was a crazy thing for a lot of us. Right. But like, I'm glad I was able to look at that and do something about it. Right. But put in, are you W2 more or you gig work as far as a lifetime? I bet most of you guys have done more W2 work. So there's still value in that. And you could find good jobs. Every place is basically hiring. There's benefits. There's this, that. So the gig economy is going to work for a good number of us. But for the majority of us, it's not going to be a long time sustainable thing. I really believe that. And I think a lot of times, even I'm guilty, we get caught up in our bubble of like Aaron, Aaron from Uber Lyft Phoenix. He's been doing this for eight years, full time, six years, has tremendous results, works his ass off, takes three months off a year. Nobody else does that. But it works for him because he's smart. He manages his money. He's got vehicles he takes care of. Right. But most people can't and don't do that. Right. So we get caught up thinking, well, if I do it, everybody can do it. I don't think that's the reality. Not everybody's market could sustain that. Right. So let me let me take a look at these results. W2 gig work. So Henry says W2, uh, W2. Uh, W2. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I would imagine most people have done FB casino, most recent, never again. Ooh, Rolling Red, me too. I was the FB director at the casino. Are you saying that's what you did? Kuala says W2, W2, W2. Yeah, most of it. So this is still very new. The gig economy and the landscape that we work in and how we make money is very new. It's in its infancy and it's going to get ready to become a toddler and then it's going to become a, an adolescent, a teenager, but it, it's going to change. What it expects from us going to change, what the apps need from us, what the consumers, how they spend, how they use it. New apps will come. Some apps will fall off. I bet many of you guys that are working these apps, you've worked apps in the past a couple of years back and they're no longer around because DoorDash came in, Uber Eats came in, Instacart took over this. That's going to continue to happen. You know, Lyft just posted really poor results. Uber's kicking Lyft's behind, right? Some people think Lyft will kind of be bought by somebody or dissolve in some ways, right? If we would have said that three or four years ago, maybe we wouldn't have thought that because that's when they were at their height, right? These things are changing, right? And I want us to be part of the part of the beginning part of that. Like we have to understand, like, while things could be great for many of us now, it doesn't mean that's going to be here. Like five years from now, that's not a long time. Think about five years ago. 2018 was five years ago. I mean, think about what you were doing. Think about what you're doing now. That happened five years goes by like that. So think about what 2028 will look like. Are you still going to be in a gig economy? Or are you going to be able to make your 200 bucks a day if you're full time? Are you going to be able to sustain this? Some of us will not. So then what what will you be doing? And the simple answer might be, well, I'll just go back to a W-2. I'll just go back. Well, will you? Are you prepared to do that? You know? Part ways my W-2 in June, went back to gig work, and will never go back to a W-2. Pedro said it many times. It's what you make it. Yeah. It's definitely what you make it. And, you know, for me, I'm super grateful for the gig economy, man. You know, I've talked a lot of crap about these companies. And, but at the end of the day, I, we still make money with them, right? So it's not, it can't be that bad if we're still making money. You know what I'm saying? So it's I, I, like, I've said this a lot in the last month because I want to still get this message. Like, think about it when you had your W-2. Rolling with Red had it. She didn't like it. What'd she do? She left. And she said she'll never go back. Right. And she made that decision. So obviously the gig economy is a better way for her to make money. It makes her feel better, probably physically and mentally. She's in her pocketbook's cool. Maybe it's the same. Maybe it's better. So why bash the gig economy and the food delivery apps that much if it's a better solution than what you had five years ago? 
I want to see more content creators actually make some positive things and talk about the good shit. Because all, not all I see, I see so much negative and it's, it's really draining, right? I see all these, you know, we're giving pacifiers to drivers. It, it's, it sucks, man. I challenge us to make content that's actually better. It's my challenge, man. Funny coming from me, right? Because I am, <laughs> some people I even get, re- oh, Pedro, you're so negative, you whine. Hey, maybe I did at times. It doesn't mean I won't again, but I'm not going to do it as much as I did. I'm just not. W2 is my is my, is more stable for families, but easy. To, yes. And another thing I see a lot of people that say they're going to do this forever or they're they're They've done it for a long time. They are probably not married and they don't have kids. But most people that work these apps have kids and are have a significant other. So when you have that, you can't work 80 hours a week, seven days. You just can't do it. It's not a sustainable way. Right. So to those people, I would just continue to challenge you guys. Think about, we talk about next steps, stepping stones. That is a real thing. And it, some of us, it's going to smack us right in the face and we're not going to be ready for it. And I'm okay with saying that because I believe that is going to be very true for most of us, right? And if you're older and you got older kids and not at home, yeah, then you can work seven days a week. You can do this, do that. Most people that work my channel have kids or have a significant other and they cannot work seven days a week to make that two grand. It's just not realistic for the majority of the gig economy, right? All right, I'm going to put in, um, the gig economy is a great side gig. I'm paying off my car loan and going on two trips this year. I absolutely agree. I, I Listen, I like doing this kind of work, man. And I still do it some weeks on a part-time or a, a full-time level. The last two weeks, I've worked a lot more hours than I have in the last six months, right, on average. But I did it on purpose because I was testing some things out. I did some night shifts. You know, we had some bills to pay. I was like, I'll just hustle a little bit more, make a few extra hundred dollars so it doesn't really affect the money. Right. And that's what's great about it. So I just want to see us talking about it in what I call a more realistic way, because we're making money with these apps. And that is real. And let's take the emotion out of it. Right. Let's take the pacifier out of our mouths and let's go get this damn money. I hope you guys can relate to that. Okay. Um, What up, Holly? Let's see. My kids are growing, so I work whenever I want. That's what I'm saying, Rolling with Red. That's good. Holly in the house. Big shout out to Holly. What up, Eric? What up? What up? What up? So since Holly's here and Steve, um, if you guys don't know about an app named Dumpling, I believe Holly and Steve on the Rideshare Rodeo do something on Tuesdays. Um, or you can check out the content. They got two videos, I believe. You guys can put a link in there if you like, Steve or Holly. Talking about dumpling, which is an app that is like food shopping, grocery shopping, and you're you're setting up and getting your own customers. If you're interested in that, it could be helpful for some of you guys, especially Instacart or Ship Shoppers or Smart Shoppers. If you like shopping, check out dumpling. It could be an opportunity for you. I think it's an up and coming app. So go ahead. somebody put a link into those videos and really get some good information there. So, all right, I'm going to share the link. I want to. What does being a gig worker mean? What does it mean to you? How do you, in a positive way, use these apps? What does it mean to you, right? And if there's, if you're somebody that wants to come in and say, hey, this comp- these companies suck, Pedro, and I'm going to tell you why and you should leave them, I would love to hear from you as well. We can have a respectful conversation, right? But I want to see, like, what has a gig economy done for you? Let's talk about the successes. What are you able to do, right? Dapper Dash, what up, what up? Get this damn money. Like, yeah, just get this money, man. 
Like, go out there and make your money and forget forget all the noise surrounding you. Forget the videos where I was like, oh, you're stupid. You're a clown if you take this or take that. Hey, if it's profitable for you, that's the only thing I would challenge. As long as it's profitable and you're hitting your goals at the end of the week, get your money. Just, just be cautious of it, right? But I, I really believe that. What up, Gig Live? Shout out to the cop. You say Cowboys. What up? <laughs> Jeez. Do what I want when I want. Oh, I'm going to put this comment up. Do what I want when I want. I like that. I like that. And you know what? I, I mostly can kind of say that. I got a little one. So, I, you know, there are times I got to do things I might not want to do. But as a dad, you got to do them. It's part of being a dad, right? But um, then don't do it dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hannibal says, uh, let's read this here. Understand gig worker tip. Marry someone with a W-2 with great benefits. Listen, Hannibal's got that. I can share that. He, Hannibal's got that. Other people have that. I think that, you know, Southern Gig, Bobby, he's got that. I think that's the best way to work. I think there's truth in that. And I don't have that because I provide 100% of the income for my household, right? And that, that can be really tough. And that's why I grind. And that's why I do what I do. But I think there's some truth there. Because benefits and things like that, that's a big thing. And a lot of us don't have it. I think a lot of gig workers don't have that kind of stuff. And sometimes it can come back and it might bite us in the butt. I don't know. Everybody's situation is different, right? But I, I just think I'm speaking in generalizations, right? But I think there's some truth to that. I really, 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 really do, you know? And I think it allows us to work in a more free place to where you're not worrying about this or that or do I am I properly insured? Do I have benefits? What if I get sick? What if I get in an accident? What if this happens? What if that happens? I'm not putting away for my savings. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to be thinking about that kind of stuff. All right. Let me share this link. I've already rambled so much. Uh, delivering with Taz. What up, man? The gig economy helped me start my own business. I need to put this up right here because this right here is what I call leveling up. Level up 23. Hashtag level up 23. The gig economy helped me start my own business. That he used it as what a stepping stone and everybody's stepping stones different. Some people don't like that I say that, but it's true. And when I see comments like this, man, this the delivery apps changed this young man's life. Because he was able to utilize it to his benefit as an opportunity. I want more of us to do that, man. Because the opportunities out here are crazy endless, right? And it's not for everybody, right? But I like that. Because look at look at this guy's smile on his damn face. You tell me he ain't happy right now, right? I love it. And we got our gig hustlers out there that do it full time and make great money. That's their freedom too. It's it's fantastic. You know, you have a long day. Maybe like Rolling with Red. She had a long week this week. She probably hustled a lot today. You know what? She could take tomorrow off if she wants. She doesn't have to clock in and worry about calling out. There's freedom there, right? That could be her leveling up. That could be her stepping stone. Ability to just be off. Nomadic gig come on, likes to travel, right? So everybody will personalize that. But I love seeing stuff like that. I, you know, things like that brighten the lives. When I see that, this is the things I'm talking about. We need more of this. We need more of sharing these type of things versus sharing these clips of Dashers doing this bullshit and this and that and DoorDash is trash and DoorDash sucks. It's the worst. And then they turn on the app the next day. I've never seen so much so much craziness in one in one community. It's absolutely hilarious. I love these kind of comments. I appreciate that, man. All right. Let me drop the link for you guys. I want to get you guys' perspective. You want to share some stories. What is door? What has the gig economy done for you? What do you think? It, where do you think it's going in five years? Do you think about that? Um, anything that you guys want to share around that? And if anybody wants to come in and talk about why you think these apps suck 
and that they've been horrible for you, I'm willing to listen to that as well because your perspective could be very different than mine. But I'm going to say this and I'll get some heat for this and I'm good with that. Listen, the gig economy, DoorDash, Uber, um, um, Instacart, that opportunity along with my hustle and my bet on you attitude has transformed my life. This isn't an infomercial, okay? Okay, but that is a damn truth. It transformed my life. If you guys see what I have done with my channel since I made my first video and where we are now, shout out and thank you for the 40,000 subscribers. It's a stupid number in less than two years. That is not normal. Shout out to you guys helping me purchase this home. Take care of my family. I've had a daughter since I started this channel. This gig economy has done so much for me. Now, you have to mix in how I work it and what I do. And I work really hard on YouTube. I make videos every day. I go live. But how am I going to come on here and continue to bash this gig economy that has done a lot for me? I want you guys to think about that. I can't do that. You guys give a lot of some of you guys give content creators trouble because they're all oh, they got this. They got that. You guys were clowning Bentley Coop because he had an office. The man has a fucking office. Can we not applaud that? Who cares how he got there? The dude was delivering DoorDash. Now he's got an office. He's making moves. We need to uplift each other, man. Rolling with Red. Left the W-2. Says she'll never go back. Makes great money. And she's happy. When I go on the live, she's drinking her coffee. She's chilling. We need to celebrate that. Why do we continue to give these apps a bad name, but we continue to work for them? It's absolute hypocrisy. We need, we need to realize these apps are better than they are bad. And I know a lot of people won't like that I said that, but it is the truth. And anybody wants to come in, I'm dropping a link right now. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling positive. I've had a great week. I spent half the day with my family doing disc golf, the other half watching a game with my daughter. Life is good, man. First world problems. Like, come on, guys. Let's talk about it. I'm ready to have a conversation with anybody that wants to come up. And if you disagree, come on up, man. I'm, I'm, listen, I am ready to talk and hear you out because your experience with the apps could be very different than mine. So I want to hear from those people as well. Okay. All right. So I copied it. Let me go ahead and pin it. And if anybody is new to the show, come in uh, and have a conversation with us. I'm going to pin this at the top. Shout out to all of you guys. Appreciate you for coming in. Consider hitting that thumbs up and sharing the content if you're getting any kind of value. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to my brother. He lives in Kansas City. He's a huge Chiefs fan. I know he's happy. I'm going to have to give him a call later or tomorrow. Did Megan Risman decline to come on? Jacqueline, good question. She, I reached out to her a couple weeks ago. She said she would be interested, but I hadn't heard anything. And I'm not going to bother her about it because the time has kind of passed, right? And I think she's made her videos. And if she wants to come on, I'll definitely have her on. But I wasn't going to hound her about it. But she was very nice. She said she would think about it and maybe she'd come on. And um, so, yeah, that's an update on that. All right, let's see. Oh, hold on. What does being a gig worker mean? What does it mean? How do you use the app? How do you use the apps as an opportunity? What does that mean to you? Um, let me put let me put that Mr. Bet on you up there. Um, as I'm going to let some people come in here, I have some things coming up this week. I'm probably not working tomorrow. Um, probably taking a day off. Got some things to focus on. Um, but I'm definitely going to work at least Tuesday through Friday. Um, I've had back-to-back -back really solid weeks with money. 
Um, so I feel like, yeah, maybe I just, just take a day off tomorrow and do a three day weekend. Right. Well, another good thing about the gig economy didn't work Saturday, didn't work Sunday. I can make my own three day weekend whenever I want. I could do it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. I could do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I could do it Thursday, Friday. You know what I'm saying? That's good, man. It's, it's a positive thing about this kind of work. Right. OK, I'm going to stay. Unless some people come in, I'm going to stay reading the chat for a little bit. Freedom. Hello. Options. Love it. You have to be very selected with the orders you take if you want to make better money. John John Gross, totally agree with that. Definitely have to be selective. Um, I hate being worried having the clock in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Gig Life the OG? Shout out to Gig Life, man. Shout out to him. I gave you a wrench, Pedro. Just saying, my friend, I'm willing. And kind of, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? After the Gig Wars, I, I tried to, hold on, let me see. Where's it at? Boom, there you go. What was that? I don't know what that means. Okay. Boom. There you go. Pedro who? <laughs> Y'all be killing me, man. Y'all be killing me. Gig Life is an OG. He's one of the first, he's one of the first like 10 channels that I kind of saw in my feed as I was coming to YouTube and like crazy good editing, super funny, super talented artistically. Shout out to Gig Life, man. Super, super Super great channel, dope fan of his. I think he's making less content. Well, less content, it seems, on YouTube, but he's making, he's doing other things artistically. I love it, man. You know what I'm saying? That's called adapting and changing and like doing things you want and using the gig economy to your benefit. I love it, man. We need more of that. We need to celebrate more stuff like that. We just do. We really, really, really do. What up, Brass Dasher? What up? Tuna Can says, working the gig economy helped me get the confidence to start my own business. That's what's up. It's a beautiful thing to work with. Absolutely. Nova Dasher, what up? Gig Mom's in the house. Hold up. Did I miss Gig Mom? Hold on. Is Gig Mom in here? Or did you say Gig Life? Is Gig Mom in here? I love Gig Mom. She's a real one. Anyway, shout out to Gig Mom. I don't know if she's here. I think I saw. You're probably talking about Gig. 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 Gig Econic Mom. Got it. Got it. Got it. There's two Gig Moms, right? All right. So I see some people coming in. See some new faces. Love that. I see some old familiar faces. Love that as well. So let me go ahead and get the headsets on. Um, I want to keep this on topic. What does the gig economy mean to you? What's the good, the bad? How do you look at that? What does being a gig economy driver mean to you? Share some stories. I want to go around the room, give you guys a couple minutes. And what does that mean to you? Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to take, take the hat off, I think. All right. Let's see. Let's get it crack a lack in here. Just live. What up? Listen, Nova, I don't know if uh, I was telling uh, uh, Hannibal and other people this week, I thought the Eagle, I thought the Chiefs would win and they went on like a field goal at the end. I was basically right. I had to score wrong. I thought it was going to be 31 uh, 30. But what a game. I mean, I thought it was a good game. I thought the Chiefs played phenomenal offensively and defensively. They made adjustments. The Eagles did not. That's why the Eagles lost. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the podcast, though. So, um, we don't need the Eagles to be too. Yeah, listen, they got out coached. Andy Reid, Andy Reid, man, one of the legends. All right, so let me see if I can't get this going here. Um, what does being a gig worker mean to you? All right, so I see Shane, Jonah, I see Mad Dash, I see DDIS Delivery, and I see Bud Soda. Should we let Bud Soda come on? Let me see a big smile from Bud Soda. Where's he at? I see him. Now he's smiling. There he is. That's the guy I want to see. All right. Hold up. Bud Soda, make sure you got gas in your tank. You good? You got gas? All right. 
I love me some Bud Soto. Shout out to Bud Soto. He's top five hustlers in this community. Probably number one. The dude just, he's a hustler. All right. So let me go ahead and bring these guys up. All right. All right. All right. Hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's I'm going to start with my man, Mad Dad. I'm going to start with my man, Mad Dad. Mad Dad, how you doing? Doing great. Can you hear me? I can hear you. What does being a gig worker mean to you? What is it? What When I say that, when you hear that, what is that contra? Betting on yourself, I would say, because there's multiple apps you can run and trying to bet on yourself. But if you're only paying your bills, then it's not sustainable. You can't, if you're only making enough to pay your bills, then you're going to fizzle out because you got, there's so much. Uber Phoenix, you could tell the man's smart with money. Been been following him since the start. Yes. He's a whale. He's different. He, he's he's yeah, got He's it. very different. Yeah, he's not normal. What he does and how he does it isn't normal, right? I mean, and... no, like, he's totally transparent. If you've seen, if you've been following him, he has a nest egg. He has, you know, he, he, he he's a different. He's a different being, but if you if if you're only you're a gig worker, you're, you're you you need to be making bank and having money set aside. Yes. Like Uber Phoenix pays cash for vehicles. How many people? Yeah, you know, most, most I people I, that do these apps can't do that. Most people that come to my channel, Mr. Flex, can't do that. Yeah, but listen, guys, Mr. Flex has not, subs. Those people That's, aren't normal. How many Mr. Flexes and Aaron's do you think out of the two million drivers? <laughs> how many? How many? But oh, do you think? Maybe you a think thousand. A thousand. Okay. What's that percentage? What percent Plus of that is? That is one. Okay. So when I say one percent, I'm pretty. You think I'm pretty accurate when I say one percent? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say. I've been following you for a long time, Pedro. You've always been willing to say. No matter whether your viewers like it or not, it, it's one percent that is totally sustainable, yeah. and you have to have that bankroll to be sustainable. If somebody's moving along in the gig kind, you know, making the kind of money they're making, and they're not putting money back to buy a vehicle cash or collect Subarus, yeah, you're not going to be sustainable. But uh, Bud I mean, Soto, what do you what do you think? Uh, what does being a gig worker mean to you? I know your answer might be maybe unique. I don't know. You've been doing this for a little while. You work a lot. What does what does that mean to you? Having the freedom and flexibility to work as much or as little, do whatever I want when I want, stack that cash as fast as I can, have what you call unattainable goals. I don't care. It keeps me motivated. <laughs> yeah. Adaptability is a huge part of this industry most people don't adapt the way they should in my honest opinion that magical two dollars per mile single apping isn't going to work no more you've got a multi-app and you know my favorite phrase stack and route like it, it works so like a simple way to do it you guys close one far one so like you take a six dollar close ten dollar far 16 and keep doing that twice an hour and you're making 30 an hour so I think a lot of people underestimate how much gall this really takes. I have a lot of people tell me, oh, I, my best week was $1,500. Yeah. 
doing like 40 hours, it's like at first you need to really kind of stack that up. And then when you get into a position like a Pedro Dota Santiago where you're monetized on YouTube and you got other streams of income coming in, then you can take a step back and work maybe 20, 30 hours on these gig apps. My stepping stones, I want to get my businesses going. I had three miserable la- months last summer, went completely broke. I was depressed. Now I'm back to it. It made me really reevaluate how I'm doing this. And that's why I'm going wild with what I do because nothing is going to stop me from achieving my goals. It means so much more to me than just working. Oh, I work DoorDash. You know, even though I got deactivated off one of my most profitable apps, I adapted, I changed, and I'm still making the money I need. There you go. Let me get to DDIS delivery. What is uh, being a gig worker, being a driver, what does that mean to you? And can you share any stories with us? Absolutely. Now, get, having all that, I know I've discussed on her before the health problems I had, which made me have to leave my W-2s. Uh-huh. But then being able to jump onto these gig apps and give me that ability to actually still feel like I'm accomplished in something, still feeling like I'm actually being able to take care of my household, uh-huh. you know, that, that's huge, especially for the mindset, especially being a man, you know, feeling like you want to be able to take care of your household. And the gig acts did that for me. Yeah. But, you know, I, on that reversing, you know, I got to I got to put that other side out there, too. Hopefully you won't ban me from your show. Oh, I would never. No, man. Uh, no, I'm not going to ban you. Go ahead. But, you know, I don't think it's fair when we tell people if you have a problem with it, why are you still turning it on? Mm-hmm. Because basically isn't. Your whole channel was basically based on that. You may not have been top dasher, but you were definitely top basher. Nobody dashed or dashed like you. For a and while. Your, yeah. Your channel grew from that. But look what everything else that it accomplished. You know, it got you with Bentley. It when you and Richard had your face to face, look at how that kind of changed the gig world where as before people were, you know, if you're if you're top dasher, you're a clown, you're an idiot, you're a fool. Mm-hmm. But after you guys is face to face. Everyone was on board with that. Do what works for you. You know that really was a thing. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because I'll say this right now. As silly as this might sound to some, I I think it's a fact for me. I think that conversation and a couple times that he came on was a pivotal point. One of the most pivotal points in this community. Absolutely. I think it shifted a a lot. So I have to give Richard credit for that. And I have to give myself a little bit of credit for having him on because I didn't have to have him on. Right. But I knew that, you know what, on this show, we need to have different opinions, different thoughts, different ways of working the apps. I want all voices heard. And I think that was a huge moment for the gig community in the last six, six to seven. Pardon? I think it was about seven months ago. Yeah. Pardon me, Pedro. What's that? got to say something. Yeah, go ahead. I'm an OG. I remember when Bentley said, Pedro, who? Who the who the f? Oh is yeah, Pedro? you remember that? Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And now you got yeah. yep on your show. I don't know who the hell you, Pedro is. You made so. him acknowledge you and got him on your show. I was I was blown away when the two coming together. And I don't know what your views compared to his views are, but you made it. You got you got the goat coming on your videos. No, no, I think it's it's cool because I think we have to we need we need more of it that. It is way cool, Pedro. We need we need more of that. And I think I, a lot of a lot of other people that, wanted wanted him to interact with them, but because they're negative, 
And because they're, you know, like you have to understand, like, if you want to shift things, if you want to change things, you, you know, you have to try to, you, you have to work and move in a certain way. You have to talk to people a certain way. You know what I'm saying? You're going to attract more flies with honey than vinegar. I could be, I I've been, I've been vinegar many times, but you can't always be vinegar. You're not going to get anywhere. If you got to have a little honey see, in there. You know? I'd love yeah, to I, see I, that. That was team. awesome, Pedro. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, that's awesome. So, and again, your, your whole, your, the, the whole bet on you use the apps as a stepping stone. Isn't that really, that's based on because we know these apps are going to be shady. They're not going to be taking care of us. They're taking care of them. So use it just like that as a stepping stone. And let me give it an example. You know, my mom, you know, she passed away from COVID two years ago. I, you know, we had a strained relationship. I had found out years prior that, you know, she married some guy who was abusive to her. And I couldn't believe this because my mom used to go to people's doors to back me and she was tough. So when I found out about that, it just, it crushed me. And I always thought like, why are you still there? Why are you putting up with that? And someone explained to me, he's like, well, what do you expect your mom to do? Just not accept the food, not accept the clothes he buys or any of that? No, she still has to take care of herself, still use what she, what he's providing and then find the way to get out. But is you ever going to say that that ex-husband of hers was a good guy? Heck no. He's a piece of trash. Yeah. Just like with DoorDash, DoorDash stole tips. And I know DoorDash has continued to steal tips. I'm never going to say I love DoorDash, but I will use DoorDash to feed myself and do what I need to until I can get out. But I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say DoorDash is great and this and that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. DoorDash helps me pay bills when I need to. I will use them to my extent that I can, yeah. but I'm not going to be blind to the things that I've done. And I would never let some new driver come in thinking that uh, everything is rose colored, uh, you know, sunglasses, unicorns, rainbows, everything that everyone says like that. Yeah. You need to let people know the truth and you don't have to be negative to do that. I've, I've never really considered you negative, Pedro. I considered you keeping it real and telling it like it is. And even with you going this positive route now, I think some people are just kind of confused. Like, well, if you're going positive, <laughs> are you yeah. ever going to say, yeah. The things that DoorDash really is doing, is that what you mean? I think that's what a lot of people are kind of putting together on that, which is, I mean, if that's what they're thinking, then that's what they're thinking. Only you could uh, dissuade them from that. But I think you can still put it out there, call people out for the bad things that they do and still be positive. And that's what we need to do, because just like we've already established, that's how you and Richard came together. That's how you and Bitly came together. That's how we get all these Thing, all these communities coming together so that we can get that change out there and you can still be positive. Look at all the, all the comments you've always had where people who have said, thank you, Pedro, you've helped me make money. Would you go back and tell them that oh, all those two years I've, I, I sent you that you, I was wrong <laughs> for everything I said. Yeah, no, great. You bring up great points, man. I think you're, I think you're spot on with that. And I like that. I like how you're saying, Hey, I, I understand what DoorDash is. They're not great, but I, I use them as the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, that's a very measured and 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 uh, uh, mature way to go about it, you know. And and I like that. I like that. Uh, let me go to my man Jonah Jonah Chapman. What do you what do you say about uh, being uh, food delivery? What does it mean to you? What, what what can you add to this conversation? Well, I mean, I just see it as an opportunity to make more money than what I would make at a W two. You know, I can work the hours. A lot of your like. W-2s, like, you know, when it comes to McDonald's or Walmart or just name a place, 
They're only going to give you like part-time hours because they really don't want to pay out the benefits. Hmm. More times than not, like a place will schedule you like 36 hours if you're working part-time because they don't want that full-time pay. Because once it hits 40 hours, you have to give them full-time pay. And um, a lot of places just don't want to pay the benefits out. So with DoorDash, I see myself to where I can work, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week without any restrictions. Yes, there is some cost involved. Yes, I'm going to be putting miles on my car. Um, but with the money that I'm making, I didn't I didn't think I'd be making the money that I'm making now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not making as much as what I was, say, back in 2021, um, you know, for Uber shafted the rideshare drivers yeah. out of money. They're, the whole thing with the upfront fare, and I'm sure you probably heard some stuff about it with the rideshare guy. Mm-hmm. I've had to adapt back to food delivery because rideshare is just not profitable at all Yeah, anymore. Um, rates that are coming in, if there's no surge on it, it's below 50 cent a mile. Um, if there's surge on it, it's still not even a dollar a mile, which I just don't even deem that profitable. Um, I've, I've had to adapt back to food delivery, and I'm still clearing $200 a day. Mm-hmm. Some days I have to work harder than others, but I'm clearing $200 a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm using multiple apps. Uh, let me let me ask you a question, Jonah. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. you said in 2021 uh, you were doing better because ride share, you know, and then you had to adapt to 2020. 22 and then adapting in 2023 do you do yeah. you ever think about what the apps will look like in 2024 like are you feeling you're probably going to have to still adapt and it might be harder for you to make money or or is that or, or is that not something that you think about um right now i'm just thinking about it one day at a time um mm-hmm. eventually i want to go out and go get my real estate license mm-hmm. for um, georgia and south carolina i live close to the border so i'm wanting to get like for both states um, and go sell out some real estate. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, that's, so you are, you are kind of, you're thinking about what that, what your pivot could possibly be. And you're, you're working towards something at least down the line and having some different opportunities, which I think is very important. Yeah. I think that's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's Love the goal. Friend. Yeah. Love it. Let me get to the rational driver. What, uh, what do you think about when you hear, you know, what is a, what does a food delivery driver, what does the gig economy mean to me? Like, how do, how do you relate those things? Well, if I had to sum it up in one statement, it would be it, it is whatever you want to make it to be. You know, I mean, you, you, you keep you keep putting people put you keep putting people like me on a one uh, on a pedestal calling us one percenters. But we're really not doing anything much different than all the other 99 percent of people out there. You know, we're, we're just turning on an app, picking up food, taking people like and that's it. Mm. Do you think that? Um, do you think that you guys are working the apps that you full timers that are making like big money compared to the other people? Do you think you're working the apps differently, or do you think you're just working more hours per per week? I'm actually working less hours than I did in 2022, and I'm making just the same amount of money. So I don't okay. know what. I, I don't know what people are saying about like like I'm doing like I'm doing things very unconventional, you know. All you like like yes, it is op, it is optimal to be uh, multi-apping, but I only run one app, mm. and that's it. 
and I'm still making 200 to 300 dollars a day you know working only like being active only six hours a day so I don't know what the trouble you know the, like since uh, upfront fares came into place yeah it has been harder but you know the, the, the rides are out there like mm. people are, are, are just not looking at it the, the correct way in my opinion you know, you know why your guy keeps talking about you know, dollar a mile I'm not being paid on a dollar a mile what is what, that what beeping? I think that's is that you? No, it might be Joe. Maybe it's Joan. Hold on, let me let me. Mute. I'm getting. Okay, no, it's, I think it was Joan. Joan's got the background. I'm gonna mute him for a second. Um, yeah. So, so the one app that you work right now is Uber Rideshare. Is what you're saying, right? No, I don't. I know. I got I got banned from Uber last April. Oh, you you do food delivery then? No, no, I just drive Lyft. Oh, Lyft. Got it. Okay, so you're doing rideshare versus food delivery. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, I, I've. I, I I tried food delivery. I, it did. I didn't particularly like it. It's always there in my back pocket. When especially if like Lyft goes under this year, like everyone speculates. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I, I just look. I hope for like like I, I look for as close to a dollar per mile as possible. But my main focus is on that per minute rate. And as as long as it's paying fifty cents, and that doesn't, and, and I don't get surge. I'm in Philadelphia, you know. I don't get I don't get these like twenty dollars surges like all hours of the day. I'm only getting two or three dollars surges some of the hours of the night. So I, mm. again, I'm just I'm always adjusting. You know, every like I always tell my drivers, you know, every like three to four months, you know adapt 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 something's going to change you know it's either going to go into a slow season or you know it, it's going to be holiday season and the college towns aren't going to be in session or something like that you just got to be prepared know what you're doing i mean yeah uh, i'm gonna, I'm I gonna mean, go I, back to uh, i want to go back to bud soda ddis uh oh i'm mad dash left i want to ask you guys each a question i'll go i'll start with bud soda if you can hear me let me on see if i can unmute him um or unmute yourself but Soda. i got a question for you is he there? Hold on. Let's see. But Soda must be on a run. So I'll ask DDIS. Let me see if DDIS could unmute himself real quick. Yeah. Okay. So what do, how long do you think the average driver is going to be able to make the money they're making now, whether they're part-time or full-time, how long do you think it will last within this food delivery game? Like, do you think it's going to, you know, obviously it's different than it was two years ago, very different than it was five years ago. Do you feel like there's going to come a point where it's going to really change to where either less people will do it because of automation and robots or this or that? Or is that something that you think that you even think about? Like, what would you say to that? Not sure if I really think about it, because, I mean, I know, I've, like I said, I've been doing it for three years now mm-hmm. and it's full time for me. And I, mm-hmm. I know. I listen to all the all those OGs who who talk about how the pay used to be so much greater, <laughs> better back in the days. And I can compare that to Spark now, where when I first started Spark, that pay was definitely so much greater and better than it was right now. Mm-hmm. It just I, I know someone has said it. I think someone has said it on your one of your lives before, where it's like this is the one business where where you work more and you get paid less <laughs> instead of getting raises. The pay just mm-hmm. goes down and yeah. down. 
it's it's interesting way. I think well, some people might be able to work the the apps a little bit smarter over time and bringing in different apps to where they're working maybe the same but making more profits. But that's yeah, that's going to be very on a, a one by one basis, you know. Yeah, I think it def. I I see a lot of new drivers come in and I see those same drivers go back out. <laughs> just so that I mean that turnover seems to be just as big, I guess, with W twos. So if it, I think it definitely is about the multi-apping and learning how to work smarter, knowing how, how you've said it, you have to adapt. These companies are going to keep adapt. They're going to keep changing. We got to be able to adapt and change with them. Yeah. I don't, don't, robots aren't something I really think. I don't, I think we're way off for that. I just ask it because I like to get people's perspective and opinion, but shout out to Holly. I got to read this comment because this is awesome. Listen, local pizza place just gave me a free large pizza. Listen, who is, is free pizza? One of the best things. You could get think about that a, <laughs> a free large pizza. I love that. I wish somebody gave me a free large pizza right now. That'd be fantastic. All right, let me get to uh, let me get to Bud Soda. Bud Soda, I want you to unmute yourself. I got a question for you, Bud Soda. Yeah. So, do you think that doing this as long as you've done it, do you ever think about like what it will look like in a couple years? And let's say your your businesses aren't there yet and you haven't started that. Do you think about robots taking over? Like. Do you think about the future like five years from now and do you worry about it? Will you be able to make the same kind of money? What do you say to that? I know if I don't do it quickly that I'm not going to be able to make the same levels of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to continue to flood the market, oversaturate. People will move on to other apps or different things. That's why I'm like a super heavy believer in shopping Mm -hmm. because people always need groceries. Mm -hmm. You know, restaurants is more of a luxury People always need food on the table. So even though we had that argument last week that shopping is technically more of a luxury, but mm-hmm. people still need groceries. And even if they tip me generously, they're going to spend less on that than they would ordering some fast food restaurants every night of the week. So I really believe that's the way the future. I'm trying to also develop my own personal clientele to the side. It's very difficult for me because – with the military base, there's always people in and out. It's what they call PCS. They basically move across the country at, at sometimes mo- moments notice. Like they said, my uh, family said May. They finally got back to me like a month later after I messaged them. And they're like, oh, yeah, they had to move early, dude. And mm-hmm. like, because I did a $400 order for them. And I know I'd get more like that off of So, you know, mm-hmm. I think that if we work, with a customer-oriented mindset and we bring value to those people and we can start doing personal favors for them that we can make more money doing this style of work. I also would recommend trying to find private contracting jobs. Let me stop you for a minute. When you mean personal favors, are you talking like 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 getting to know people in your community and like they know who Bud Soda is so then you're running errands for them? Maybe it's on a yes. dumpling app or maybe it's not, but you, uh, how, 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 how much of that do you think you could actually do to pay? How much of your income you think would come from that? Less than 10%. Yeah. Okay. Still but, but, but it's a way to build though, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a way to build board. And even if I have my other businesses going, my other businesses that I have in mind, rainy days aren't friendly. And I could always just lean on this. Or if I saw in the forecast and you have clientele, you could always reach out to them because like I know Steve for months kind of ignored some of his preferred shoppers or 
when he could have been doing some dumpling, he wasn't doing that because he was making such good money on Curry, but now Curry's a little slower for him, so he can do more of those things. That's just mm. for an example. So we can always go back and forth and have a good rapport with people, and maybe in my future endeavors, like Long Care is one, for example. And I hope to do much, much more better, bigger things than hopefully that this is a good order on DoorDash, which it is. <laughs> Got it. But, love um, it, love it. Let me, uh, but so I want to get to uh, jo- Jonah Chapman if he's still with us. If you could un- yep. unmute your mic, Jonah, uh, or maybe I got to unmute you. Hold on. Okay, there he is. Okay. So, so, Jonah, what do you say to that? Are you, in a couple of years, do you, is that something you worry about as far as will I be able to make the same money? Are robots going to come? Like, will it change the gig economy for me? Like, what do you say to that? I, I think robots have a few years. And the mm. reason why is, like I said, when I mentioned the rideshare guy earlier, we still have robots running out and stopping on train tracks and getting run over by trains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's, I, I think it's going to be a few years. And two, I don't think we have the infrastructure built in to have robots deliver to people. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is no robot at this point in time is going to climb three or four flights of stairs to go deliver to somebody at an apartment. And if people are too lazy to be, you know, leaving to go pick up their McDonald's, they're not going to come out of their apartment to, you know, grab the order from the robot. Mm, Good point. Domino's tried something like that. They had those cars with the warmers in them. They tried to get people to come down the curbside. They abandoned that. They abandoned Mm. it. Yeah. I I see that right now in California. Yeah, I see it working to somewhat of a success based on what I see and hear from people on like, you know, college campuses. It's very routine there, but it, that's such a small amount of orders that are able to be pushed out in that way. And we do have a lot of these last minute or last mile delivery companies that are trying to facilitate getting it to people in that kind of way. But even then, you still have to have a delivery driver do it, to, you know, some of that based on the distance and the town. But you know, I think it's coming in some regards, but it's not something I think about in the immediate future. I think it's going to be, I'm going to be an old man kind of not doing the apps by the time it really is affecting most drivers is in my opinion, you know, but technology's coming. I mean, it's shifting. I was at a comedy show on Friday and we went to the convenience place to get our snacks and our food. And like, I ordered it and then somebody handed it to me and then I had to put it to pay for it. I had to step over like three feet and I put it on the scale and it tabulated everything for me. And then I paid the actual machine versus paying the guy. Like it was very different, but like, I realized that took somebody's job. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it allowed the, it allowed the ordering process, the paying process to be more seamless to where if they needed to usually have 10 people working, now they only needed like six, you know, and we're seeing this in a lot of industries. So I think that our industry is not going to be exempt from that. I think it's going to affect some markets, but I think it's going to be a while before it's like affecting like a majority of us, if that makes any sense. I'm, I'm thinking right now of like, um, they have a fully automated McDonald's out in Texas. Oh yeah. There's nobody that runs the cash registers Mm -hmm. and, um, orders get delivered through drive through like automatedly. Mm -hmm. That's coming for sure. um, Yeah. Yeah, the only employees are the kitchen workers, and it wouldn't shock me if they developed like robots to replace the kitchen workers. 
No, they have. Right. There's, there's robots. There's robots that flip burgers and make drinks, make coffees. It, it's happening, fryers. especially especially in parts of Asia. Like these things are, they're coming. I just, I sometimes wonder how would that really? Because what we do, there's so many additional steps, and there's driving, and there's flights right. of stairs, or there's homes, there's apartments, yep. there's schools, there's, you know. So for us, it's like so. Because where we see it, it's usually somebody working in like a three foot by three foot area. Well, we don't work in three yeah. foot by three foot, you know, so, so it, it's it's interesting to see it. But I, I definitely think it's coming. I just think I'll be old and gray and maybe gone. Go ahead. And, well, and th- there's a reason that the these restaurants like McDonald's, for example, pushes you to use their mobile apps. It's because they want to free up manpower, even if they wanted to. They can't they can't get enough people to even man the registers like they used to have you know two three four depending on the size of location mm. and now i see people with smartphones in their hand sitting there stubbornly refusing to use a kiosk or use a smartphone in their hand to download the app and get a good deal and sitting there waiting 10 minutes getting peed off at the worker trying to assemble orders who's desperately mm. behind already because they're getting crushed that what that's what happened to me this morning mm. so yeah like it, it, and then it frustrates me because that's putting that person that much further behind, not getting my order. So, well, and I had and someone cancel me because of it. <laughs> I'm going to take it to um, another place. Think about like if you go into Kroger or Walmart or, or local grocery store, where I know there's different ones in the country. Notice all the self checkouts that are popping up. Like you go into a Walmart and majority of the checkout lanes are self-checkout self-checkout yep yep yeah the cashiers move to be pickers and loaders yeah it's it's, it's I mean, coming Ration, the rational driver i want to get your take on this you got to give us a, give us a few minutes on your opinion on what we're talking about here uh, i don't know i mean every, every time i hear about this topic you know mm-hmm. like what um one of the two guys before me were talking about i always think of the movie idiocracy I don't know if mm. you've ever seen that movie. I have. It's been a while, but it's it's funny. Yeah. If <laughs> anyone in the audience hasn't seen it, they should go on Prime Video. It's it's for free right now. Yes. So, but basically, I, I just like the way. I, I definitely could see it happening in our lifetime, mm-hmm. just with the way like technology's pushed on us before it's even like thoroughly tested out. Like, I'm I'm totally like against EVs right now. Mm-hmm. But you see them getting pushed more and more on the people, even though the the technology hasn't been thoroughly done. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like how to make, yeah, exactly. We we don't have you know like you're you're sitting there and you're taking okay you're you're getting your electricity at home right? Where are you getting your electricity from? From a coal or oil power plant. So you just offset your your carbon footprint you, and, and you further stress a power grid that's failing already. Mm. Way well, to go! To add you know. To that. Yeah. Mining for yeah. those batteries in the electric vehicles is more exactly. powerful than the coal and oil. The, well, well, just just the cobalt for the for lithium ion battery. You know, you, you're basically like the, the, the. I don't know if it was you, Pedro, or I forget what channel had, was posting pictures of it, but like to to mine cobalt, it, it, it's some third world country. You know, like it, it's yeah. it's like it, it's the worst. You know. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't like, me that yeah. posted I, anything I, like that. I didn't, but I, I've I've seen things no, like I, that, I, you know. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. The amount of energy it takes to mine that versus coal or oil is like tenfold. Right. Well, not just that too, but like the water. 
you know, you got Elon over in, in California sitting there and, you know, using up all the, the water they're getting from the Colorado River to sit there and, and make Teslas and shit. You know, like, I'm sorry, like, California doesn't have drinking water and that's what you're using millions of gallons of water for. But, you know, it, I mean, it's like, interesting. Also the, yeah, the, I don't I don't know much as much about it as you do, clearly. But I, I think it's I think it's we're definitely evolving into the EV land. You know, it, it's so popular now and. I think I need to do a little well, I mean, looking into that as to why, because I think there's a lot of layers like there, lot, as you're pointing out. A lot of California. Well, I mean, not, but, but not just that. But not just not just that. But like, if, even if you want to get to like the vehicle safety, you know, the, the the batteries of the car are substantially heavier. So you can sit there and get an EV that's like two times heavier than a regular car, and these cars aren't built for the they're they're. they're Built with crumple zones, so when they sit there and impact, they crumple up, and that's how that's how you can walk away from these crashes. Well, you know, you're driving a Ford Lightning or something like that. That's, you know, seventy percent seventy percent of that weight is the is the the battery that sits there and collides with that. How's that going to react? Yeah, you know, it, it, it the weight the, the weight is, is is totally off. We but I mean, like know. like get back. It, it it causes more damage to normal cars. Right. And then the battery is a big danger because they'll keep getting super hot and catching back on fire. And it's actually a huge problem. And I mean, and the other thing too with technology, I mean, I think you were saying it earlier, uh, Chapman, about, you know, like just things be like, or aren't going to work because the fact they're still like, like you can sit there and you can put autonomous vehicles on the road. But until they sit there and build the infrastructure to sit there and keep them separate from humans, you're, you're going to have crashes, you know, 10 times a day because, you know, they, they can't an, an AI cannot sit there and respond to a human driver. You know, you sit there, it's, you know, think about being on a highway going 70 miles an hour and the dude in front of you in the BMW cuts you off. You mm. can react to that in a split second. But is a computer in a car? No. Mm. So, I mean, <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting. I think things are. Things are going to shift, though, and I think we, I think there's going to be mistakes that are going to be made. There's going to be things we learn, things we don't right. like from it. But yeah. you know, his, it, history shows gonna, us that the evolution of transportation isn't going anywhere. It's going to continue. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They're, they're just going to they're going to push it out before it's. We're, we're going to be the guinea pigs of it. You know, like I said with yeah. EVs, like that's not fully tested out. But here we go. Every every country is trying to to be fully EV by 2030. Yeah. Even though we're like phoned. It'll be interesting. Well, Gentlemen, I mean, I, there's I, cons go ahead. There's conspiracy theories on that, that that's, you know, government's way of controlling us and all that. I don't know how real that is or not. Yeah, I, who knows? I don't want to get into that there. because who? Yeah, I think I think that could be a whole hour conversation. But, um, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for coming on, sharing your thoughts, sharing your perspective, and giving me your time tonight. You guys have a great rest of the Sunday. I appreciate you guys very, very much. Thanks, Pedro. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right. So we have. Uh, ba, 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 ba. All right. Um, one second. So, good conversation. What does DoorDash driver mean to you? Adaptability, money. Uh, we, you know, we get into the 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 EV. You know, you never know where the conversation is going to go. So, appreciate everybody for coming in. Um, you know, I just, I, you know, I want to, I want to, I knew tonight I wasn't going to be on here for a long live, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not done yet, but 
I knew tonight and in, in the description box, I said it was going to be a little bit different because I still just feel like, you know, we got to show more. Like we have to realize, man, and I, I'll, I'm going to speak for myself because I think too many times part of part of my issue is I feel like I'm, you know, I'm speaking to like what I say is like, oh, everybody should think this or blah, blah, blah. I'm just let me speak for myself for a moment. OK, I'm going to speak for me. I have to be more grateful. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more grateful with what's around me. Um, I really have. You know, if you knew me even five years ago, I was different in a lot of ways. And I've been changing in the last couple of years and looking at things differently for 2023 because I have a lot of other things I got going on. And I realized that for me, I got to be more grateful and realize like what I think about is like first world problems. Like it's not a big deal. Right. And if I focus too much on the negative and things that sometimes I can't control versus focusing the things that I can't control and I can control my attitude. I can control how I look at the world. I can control how I speak to people. I can control my interactions with people, how I, you know, like, like I can control what orders I take. I can control like when I turn the app on, there are a lot of things I can control, but I can control my attitude, my outlook, how I wake up, how I attack the day. Right. Once I, you know, I've been implementing and think being more thoughtful of that and it's been really good. And for me, right. I'm trying to be more grateful for things, man versus just being so like negative about it right and it's not going to get us anywhere right and as far as like the youtube space or as far as like the content creators and like the videos that we make and my drivers even if you don't make videos but you're still you're obviously even a bigger part of the community i would say in some regards right like the times that we stay in the negativity right without trying to evolve and adapt like where has that gotten you, right? I'm seeing channels, they make the same videos they were making two years ago and they're in the same place. Like we got to level up. We have to figure out a way to get past that, right? And when you show more gratitude, when, you, when you're looking at things in a more measured place without the emotion, it, it, it's, it's gonna change, man. It's, things are gonna open up for a lot of us, right? And for me, I'm gonna continue to do that. I know it's gonna, some people aren't gonna like it. They're gonna think this. Pedro's, you know, shilling for DoorDash and why is he saying these things and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. We doing okay over here. So if anything, don't you think you should maybe listen to the guy that's actually doing some things, right? Just, I want you guys to think about that, right? And it's all relative, but like positivity and, and speaking things into existence and, and, and carrying yourself a certain way, there are things to be said for that and i want us to just think about that and even if a couple people to say yeah you know what like maybe i gotta adapt and evolve and maybe i gotta be a little more like listen man a lot of us are lucky we're blessed man think about that a lot of us work today and we're grinding we're hustling it might be it's a bad day but you know what the money you were able to make you're able to provide you're able to pay your rent and eat and like do all these things man you know DoorDash is not the big bad wolf. They're just not. And I think that a lot of us feel that way. And I, I feel that way a lot sometimes because it's what we do. But if I worked at Monsanto or Walmart or the casino, they're the big bad wolf, right? The work that you do, it's all relative. Like all these jobs and most of these companies have things that we don't like or love, right? We, as human beings on this planet, get to decide who and how we make money. So take the power back and 
and figure it out, man. I think we we got to show more gratitude. I, I really believe that. And I'm not saying we show it just to DoorDash. I'm saying in everything that we do, because I don't think we need to like, I don't wake up and be like, oh my God, DoorDash, you're the best. I love you so much. You're, oh my God, you're just doing everything. No, it starts with me. That's my whole point is that it starts with us, right? I just want like, it's not all on them, man. It's not, it's, it's, it really, it really isn't. All right, let's read some comments here. Um, what up, Clark? What up, Nova? Uh, I see Roland Red still in the house. Appreciate you for being here. Sable, what up, what up, what up? John John Groves. All right. So let me ask. I'm going to pose a couple questions. And if you guys have questions, I'd like to maybe for the next 30 minutes or so, y'all got some questions, something you want to know, a topic you want to discuss. We can do that in the live chat and I can put some questions up. So let's let give you guys a minute to think about that. Panic Bar says, I'm learning about my passion in a way now. I love jet skis and I learn how to fit jet skis. That's interesting. That's very, very, very random. What up, Robert? How you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. What up, Edwardly? Did your prop bet hit? LOL. Edward, I didn't even wind up making bets. I should have, though, because I, I, I figured the Chiefs were going to win. I should have took them to cover. And I, I should have did a couple of prop bets because a couple of the ones I was thinking about, I think actually hit like. Anyways, I didn't because I just didn't make the time. But, um, yeah. Ooh, GoPuff review. You know what, Uber, uh, Aaron? I actually, for the first time on Friday in my Uber, I saw an offer that came through and it said GoPuff on my Uber account. Can anybody, can you give me some insp- some information on it? I had never, it, said, it literally said GoPuff is part of the description in my Uber phone. And I think Uber, did Uber buy GoPuff? Is that why? But it's interesting you made that comment because I had never seen an offer like that come through, right? It was it was dear. It was weird. Uh, let's see. Mahomes was on fire. Yes, the second half was – Chiefs played flawless football in the second half. Uh, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, this is this is the way they the Chiefs won. He did not get – he didn't take a sack. The offensive line for the Chiefs played perfect football against a defense that had historically – the most sack, like I think, like one of the most sacks ever. Not one sack. The offensive line for the Chiefs played absolutely flawless. That's why they won the game. That and the coaching. All right, let me see if, if did Aaron reply. Yes, Gopa farms them out to Uber now. Sometimes I they're really busy. Interesting. Gro, go, so Nomadic says Gopuff is partnered with Grubhub. I didn't know that. I don't have Grubhub though. Um, interesting. Interesting. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna try one because I want to see what it's like. I think they're shopping or are they just picking up? I'm going to, I'm going to try one as long as the, the mileage isn't crazy and it's not like a couple bucks. I want to try one and, and give you guys my, my feedback on that, but definitely go check out Aaron's video. Um, Uber Lefien says he's got a video coming up. If somebody wants to drop a link to his channel, please uh, do that. You guys can go check them out. Dapper Dash, appreciate you. Brash Dash says, I've seen an increase in medication delivery lately. Anyone else? Brash Dash, I've been hearing about that. I believe on, Instacart, I know you have to you have to take a test in order to do that, right? Um, I have not seen any on Uber or DoorDash for me. I've done some in the past, but I have not seen those hit my phone. But I don't know if I have to opt into that. I have to look into that. But if anybody has some insight on that, let me know. Go Puffy feels Devmo. Interesting. I do DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. Love. Shout out to Dash and Trey. Yeah, Dash and Trey is my dude. I'm going to have him on the show here soon. I talked to him. You guys are going to be, he's going to share some perspectives for real. 
with you guys about some things. Uh, hey, Pedro, starting to see DoorDash asking me to tip our percentage when I order. I've seen the percentage. I've also seen the dollar amount. I've seen both. I think sometimes it depends on your order size and what merchant you order from. And the merchant can control how it works on their end as well, I think, depending. So I, I, I've seen both, though, because I've ordered on DoorDash many, many, many times. So, um, Alex, what up, bro? Hey, did you win the gig wars? Did Alex make like 2K? Somebody told me that. It's crazy, bro. Shout out to Chicago. Shout out to my man, Necro, Alex. Big balling out there, man. Love to see those numbers, bro. That's awesome, man. That's a great week. Congratulations, man. Necro, that you, yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh, it's because he's in Chicago. Nah, he went out there and did his damn thing. So let's not take anything from him. Congratulations, man. It's awesome. Good stuff. Um, okay, let's see. Um, but today, DoorDash should very big tips for my market. I, I want to talk about that. It's interesting that you mentioned that DoorDash and hiding tips. Um, since I've been playing with the diamond, I'm in the diamond zone. If you guys don't know what a diamond zone is, it's basically in a lot of areas. If you keep your acceptance rate above 50%, you get priority is what they say. If you keep it above 70, you get first priority. I don't even know if that's true. I'm just telling you what the program states. I have been seeing, they're showing me more of the tips and I'm the master at finding hidden tips. Like I've been teaching people how to find them. I can smell them a mile away. I'm seeing 20, $30 payouts on my phone. 18 out like they're showing me more they're still hiding some but i'm telling you doordash algorithm has changed and I, i'm not saying i know why but it's i'm seeing they're showing me a lot more of the upfront tip it's it's wild and i also been noticing the the amount that they hide it is different they used to hide if a customer tipped more than four mile, four bucks they only showed you four dollars so like if you got an offer for three miles and it was 625 that offer could go up to seven bucks eight bucks 20 bucks whatever now it's like when the customer tips more than four fifty or five, it's weird, man. DoorDash, DoorDash is changing, man. It's crazy. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but they're definitely showing me a lot more. I've never seen twenty, thirty dollar payouts as far as on the initial screen. I've had them, but they've been hidden. Now it's like Papa John's is showing me twenty dollars, thirty dollars. I'm getting thirty, forty dollar target runs, and it shows me that right in the beginning. It's weird. Never seen that before, and I've got. 7,300 delivery. I mean, it's, it's weird, man. It's changing. Uh, Brad Tesh said, I had a 650 order going two miles, 550 base pay, $1 tip. Ooh, yeah. I had one last week, uh, this past week, $9.50. It was going three miles. I took it from my house, 7-Eleven. It was all base pay. I didn't tip a dollar. Nine fifty. He ordered two Slurpees and like a hot dog and something else. I don't know how long he waited, but nine fifty. And it was only three miles. Crazy. I have never seen a base pay that high on that type of order. That wasn't a shop and pay or that wasn't some kind of like flower or like some kind of weird kind of whatever. Like this was a normal order. Nine fifty. I dropped it off and I was like, dude, really? Like how long did you wait for this hot dog? Like what's going on here? And it was crazy. I don't want DoorDash to show full tip. Ooh, Roland Rice says, I don't want. Uh, why, Red? Let me know why. Put it in the comments. Why don't you? So you actually like the day high tips. Why is that? I'm sure you have a good reason for it, but I'd be interested to get your insight on that. Uh, Zach says, I have a list of every big tipping customer over the last three years. There's a $2. There's $2 missing every time I go to the $2 missing. What do you mean? Pedro, why do you think they hide tips? They do hide tips. What do you mean? Oh, why do I think they do? Oh, my opinion is. I think they don't. I, I, man. 
I think the initial reason is changed. I think right now the reason they hide tips, I think it's just built into the algorithm to certain orders based on mileage. They just don't show us the full payout. And I think the reason for that is they want to keep us guessing. I think they understand that some drivers like and get a rush when we get more. We feel good about it. And I think they want to keep us guessing. That's my opinion in 2023. Um, that's what I think. What do you guys think? Hiding tips might help us top dashers. Yeah, I don't know. Tip baiting. Yeah, some people would say they hide tips because they steal them. It's a way they can manipulate the tips. Who knows? Uh, Alan says, I've been diamond level between 67 and 74, and I can see the difference between levels. Are you talking about on Uber? Okay. Because Uber, for me, hides tips as well. Hidden tips are great. Slot machine type feeling. Ooh, LV, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think, think I'll speak for myself, and I think some of you guys can relate. When I get an order and I think it's going to go up and then it goes up and I get it right or it goes up a lot, it's always a, it's a little bit of a rush. Like when I get a 625 and it goes to 20, I'm like, yeah, that's, it's a good feeling. And, nah, nah, nah. and I took it at face value. So if it would have stayed the same, I'm almost disappointed, right, in a way. You see a $100 subtotal, you're like, ooh, I expect it to be $20, right, because they left a 15 to 20% tip, whatever. And then when it's not, you're defeated, right? But when you see something, it goes up and it's like looks all nice on the screen. It makes us feel good, right? And I think that's it's a psychology. I think it's a big reason why they do that. Uh, Rolling with Red says because I can find the hidden tips. Yep, a lot of drivers can't keep hiding the tips. Others will decline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I can definitely find them as well. I think if you do this long enough, you got to know what merchants and the item count. And even though now some of the offer screens are changing it. In my market of St. Louis, I get offer screens that shows me everything, items, mileage, money. I get offer screens that show me no items, no mileage. I get offer screens that show me money, mileage, no item count. It's all over the place. No subtotals, sometimes subtotals. I mean, it's just crazy what they do. But yeah, I think it's I, I think it's that uh, I think it was LV and Red just mentioned it. I think it is that slot machine mentality. Right. And I think the algorithm is built in a way. And the, the app is designed the way the bells notify, the colors, the font sizes, this, that, the chimes, the notifications, the hidden tips, the little icons they use. Yeah, man, definitely playing on that dopamine hit of, you know, if I start when I start my days and I start them off with $20, $30 orders, I'm in a great mood. Right. I, I am. I just am. And when you see that, it's like it's that little fix of, OK, I'm going to. Say that I did it. Okay, let the anticipation. Oh, let's see what it's going to go up. It's exciting. I think most of us would be lying if we weren't excited. Oh, I'm going to hit. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? It, it's that moment. And I think they play on that. I really do. I believe that. If that's a, my long-winded way of answering your question, whoever asked it, I forgot who answered. I'm referring to DoorDash Diamond Level. Okay, Diamond. Got it. Got it. And can see the difference between two Diamond Alan, I, I, I don't think you're wrong about that. I don't. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I'm at 71% right now. Um, but I also this past week wasn't as great as last week. I had to fold in some Uber Eats, so I made good money, but I, I made less money on DoorDash, right? But because it was just slow at times and I had to give Uber Eats a little more attention, but you know, it is what it is. Let's see. Which, which opinion is the dumbest rational driver? Uh, didn't like it when Postmates did it. Oh, I did Postmates for a while. Um, I didn't like Postmates. And I stopped. I did a promotion. I think it was extra whatever. So many. And 
I, just, I did not like how they routed things. I didn't like that you couldn't see how much it was paying you. I didn't like how they added orders. I did not like Postmates. And I think that's why they're not around. Uber Eats bought them. Basically, they dissolved them as, as far as I understand. So Valentine's Day, Dash, and Pedro. Ooh, yeah. When is Valentine's Day? The 14th? Uh, yes. Because me and a girlfriend, I took her to see Adam Sandler. Let me let me tell you something. I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan, Adam Sandler fan, but I like I like some of his movies. He's a funny guy. I think he's a pretty good actor. Some of the later, anyways. My girl wanted to go. I got these tickets. Spent too much money on them, but it is what it is. We had a phenomenal time. Adam Sandler puts on a phenomenal show. Uh, Rob Schneider, his good friend, opened up for him. Uh, he did this. He just. He was amazing. Adam Sandler put on a great show. Seems like a humble dude, funny, some songs, some 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 stand up. Adam Sandler put on such a good show. Like if he comes back, I'd probably go see him again. I was I did not know what to expect. I, my expectation level was low and he far exceeded it. Shout out to Adam Sandler. He, you know, I'm a much bigger Adam Sandler fan now than I was on, you know, Friday at 5 p.m. Like he did so good. It was awesome. Um a lot of people there too. He he's packed that place, man. Probably twenty thousand. What up, Peter? How you doing? I don't celebrate Valentine's. So Maddox says I don't celebrate Valentine's. Yeah, I'm not a big, fan. you know. That's kind of what we did, but I don't, I'm, you know, I don't know. I'll probably get her. So I don't know if I, I haven't even gotten her anything. We haven't talked about it. I try to do things throughout the year. I don't need a certain day of the year to tell me to do something nice for my significant other. I just don't need that. But we'll probably I'll do something. I just don't really know what that is. It'll. Be something that's just a spur of the moment kind of deal that day, you know. What up, TN? How you doing? Yeah, you are. You're hella late. What up, Tammy? Uh, playing games with the gig workers money is stupid. Oh, this is business, not a video game. You're right about that. But I think the reality is I think they do that. I really believe a lot of the gig companies do that. And I think they, they, they understand that there's a benefit to them to do it versus not for us. But I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, listen. You guys are phenomenal. This is going to be a shorter live. Um, I'm going to spend some time with Madison tonight. Um, I wanted to, to come on here and just talk to you guys. I'm going to continue. And for some, it's going to be ad nauseum. But I'm going to continue to talk about how are we adapting? How are we leveling up? How are we looking at these apps? Are we looking at them as a big bad wolf? Are we looking at them as an opportunity and taking the emotion out? Or are we being positive and listen? To all my fellow content creators, I know many of you are watching. I know. I Trust me, I know. You guys can do better. You guys, we, 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 gotta, we can make better content overall for the long term of the gig community versus just making these emotionally charged videos. I've seen us do it. We can do it. We have to offer more to these new drivers coming in. And we got to show them that these apps can be a really good way to make money versus like just talking all the negative all the time let's just show these people these facts these numbers what we can do the grind of it the positive things of it obviously we're going to sprinkle in the realistic stuff and you know i'll make a video and man this really sucks with doordash but like these are first world problems you know what i'm saying and i believe my channel will continue and only grow if i'm actually being real and positive and showing you guys real stuff Versus just making videos that are negative and drama and clickbaity and pacifying. I can't grow this channel. I can't grow as a man if I choose to live that way. We can do better. That's my challenge to everybody. And and I, I think we need more of it. 
I, that's just how I feel about it. So you guys are absolutely amazing. Consider subscribing if you haven't. Share the content. Hit the thumbs up. Thank you so much for 40,000 subscribers. It's crazy. My goal by the end of the year was to hit 50K. We're going to hit 50K. But I mean, I, I really strongly feel we're definitely on that pace. And it, you guys give me so much love, support. You hold me accountable. Comment sections. You ask me questions. Know that this is going to be a great year. 50K is coming. And it's just further from there, right? And when I talk about using the apps as a stepping stone, I have done that because I started doing it full time. I was grinding. I was like some of y'all working six, seven days a week. I got the videos to prove it. Now I work less because I have folded it into a different opportunities for me. And I'm very proud to say that I make money doing other things. And I'm very humbled that you guys are a huge part of that by showing me the love and support you do by watching videos and watching ads and supporting with super chats and all the stuff that you guys do for me. Just know that I'm going to continue to do it. And for me, like I'm using DoorDash as an opportunity to allow me to help motivate, inspire and, and do things on a much bigger scale on this channel. And you guys will see that in the future. Appreciate you guys for 40K. It's a stupid number. I never would have thought two years ago. My plan was I wanted to have 1000 subscribers. I remember saying this a lot. And I thought that if I had 1,000 subscribers, I could help like 100 people a day, like 100 people would watch and I could help people just with some relatable content, some entertainment. We have far exceeded that. And um, it's awesome. You guys are extremely great to me. I appreciate all the, the, the support. I appreciate all the haters. I appreciate all the jealous people. I appreciate all the people that don't like me because actually you guys watch more than some of the people that show me love. And I appreciate everybody. I got no drama with nobody. I got no ill will. It's all good with me. Like I am on another level of manhood I'm trying to ascend to, and I haven't even hit it yet. And the only way I can get to be the be best version of myself is by being like that. And I hope you guys understand that. You guys are phenomenal. I'll see you guys tomorrow.